Boy, it's been a while, but I am finally back in action. This one is one about one of the most interesting anime I've watched in a long time because I kind of spent the entire day binging it after starting it on a whim. Oh boy, uh, it was an adventure. Let's talk about Doro Hidoro. And first, a story time actually. There's a story time to this one. <laughs> But yes, Dora Hidoro is nuts, and if you aren't prepared for that, uh, you know, exit stage left. Uh, anyway, story time. So, if you use Netflix, which is what is becoming a thing I have to I no longer can assume as much because the, you know, the good old streaming wars or whatever. But if you've ever used Netflix before, you know that, uh, how can I say, if you open the app on your, you know, your TV, your phone, not so sure on a web browser, I haven't done it in a while, I'm on my computer, let's check this while I'm talking. But you'll see an ad for something, right? Yeah, you know, new Netflix thing, something they recommend to you highly or whatever. You know, yeah, I, I, I open mine up and it's Castlevania. And I'll start playing something automatically. Oh, cool. It's cool. And one of the ones I saw was Doro Hedoro, which is a show I'm going to try and sell you on, but oh, am I going to have to work for that. The main reason I didn't touch the thing is because of how you would say how it was made. CGI anime do not have the greatest reputation. I don't, before to this one, I can't think of a single one that was, you know, good. You know, there's good CGI shows or whatever, especially today or whatever, but I mean, look back in the past, we have, I was going to say Beast Wars, but oh god, did that age poorly, however, you could argue that's some of the charm of it. Like, I haven't seen much, I've seen like, clips at most, but I imagine if you grew up with it, it was kind of cool. Anyway, let's get back into the story time. So, I kind of written this off of, oh no, this series looks weird. You know, the, the main character is literally a dude with an iguana head, and he's looking for the person who put the iguana on his head. But, it, mm, uh... It seemed too weird for me, so I just stayed away. However, I was eating lunch. No, it was dinner with one of my old roommates. Great man. Good taste in anime. I taught him everything he knows. The, the, the man had never seen anything beyond Initial D before he met me. 
And oh boy, I may have completely damaged his life. <laughs> My bad. If you're listening, I am very sorry. <laughs> but anyway, he, he was, we were eating lunch and he's like, hey, you should probably watch Doro, Doro Doro. It's really weird. It's about this dude who's getting, trying to kill wizards or whatever. I'm like, okay. Just before you. Just for you, because I respect your opinion. You say it's good, it's probably okay. At me, oh no, if you let, okay, it's gonna be, you know, at least okay. It can't be that bad unless he's really messing with me. So I went into it, and I was floored. Mappa outdid themselves, and where was some of this immense talent and generally? amazingness and attack on titan season four because mmm those cgi scouts mmm anyway uh let's get into the actual show shall we so the plot of doro hitoro so we have this lizard head man named kaiman Cayman? Oh no. I just finished this show not an hour ago. It's, I'm already losing and it. it's only 12 episodes. But he is in this place called The Hole, which is a bunch of dudes just hanging out. You know, dudes and women. And cockroach monsters, apparently. And they're kind of chastised by sorcerers from a different world or whatever you shoot this black smoke and it'll do things to people like you know turn them into bugs give them lizard heads or even trying to think of a really good example or just go and mess with people frankly that's what most of it is I'm yawning. I'm tired, I guess. I can get to bed soon. It, It's wild. And he's looking for the sorcerer that gave him his lizard head because if he kills... If you kill a sorcerer, the, everything they've done, all their magic kind of dissipates. And he has a partner in this. And her name is escaping me. Because it sounds like a place. Anyway, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, sorry, I'm just I'm just looking up a name. How's it going, guys? I'm not looking, ugh. Nikaido is her name. Nikaido, a restaurant owner who also is working with him so she can find the sorcerer that gave him a lizard head. He does this by biting sorcerers he finds on the head because you know, he's hunting them. And then a man in his mouth comes out and will say he, and will say something along the lines of he's the one or he's not the one, or they're not the one or whatever. And then he'll spit him out and be like, Hey, what the man in my mouth say to you? Um... And, you know, then I'll try and kill him. 
all this is conveyed really, really quickly, you know, except for the death of the sorcerer's part, but all that's conveyed to you within the first two minutes during an action scene. It's great. The world's set up to be weird, wacky, where you just kind of accept things. Because they don't explain it, they trust you to figure it out. There's not this whole complex thing you have to know about. This is a very soft magic system world, and I really, really love it. Because the world's just ridiculous. It's full of ridiculous characters, ridiculous things. There's a cockroach man that can only say shocking, named Johnson. I mean, this world's wild. And I'm gonna get into some more details, but I should probably talk about some characters. So let's get into that. First up, we have everyone's favorite lizard-headed man. Which is probably true. Cayman. Cayman is a protagonist I like to see. They have their own set of morals, right? But the morals are, oh no, I don't kill people or whatever, and oh, I'll protect my friend. It's, I'm getting revenge, losers, let's go! And then picks up some knives and starts stabbing dudes. But, like, he's like, oh, I'll help people because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, he sticks by his buddies. And he's not always like, the power of friendship is going to save us. He's like, no, the power of my body, muscles, and knives will fix this issue. And the axe in the Night of the Living Dead ripoff episode that has the Resident Evil reference in it. Yes, it shocked me. It's true. Oh man, this show's amazing. <laughs> oh man, I hope you didn't hear that, but I'm just messing with the drawers. Anyway. He is such a good protagonist. There's so many different reasons. I'm watching a dub. I love his dub actor. I can't remember his name. But he does a very good job with the role. And it's... I expected this to be a lot more... I expected him to be a lot more naive for an amnesiac protagonist who's looking for his killer. Or his original killer. Or the... Yeah, spoilers, I guess? I don't know. I don't care. But... He has a few short points sometimes. I feel like... He doesn't seek out the plot enough, but that's fine because the rest of the characters are so interesting to be around that you really don't care if he's not in the plot as much as I think as you think he should be. But we also have his partner in crime, the good old Nikito, who is a gyoza restaurant owner, and yes, she basically only makes gyoza, even though I know I'm lying to you. You know, she serves beer, and in the OVA, we see her make a hamburger. And no, I will not be talking about the OVA. Frankly, I just don't care. <laughs> I didn't finish it. I watched half of it. I'm like, ah, okay. Uh, the one girl trying to get a picture of herself was kind of fun. But beyond that, eh. OVAs are my thing. We can have a whole, whole episode on OVAs. But not today. Anyway, 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 back to action. 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 
There's a few other characters. The main, the main other two we need to fo- focus on are the main villain and the in the dynamic duo. The main villain is named In E N. He is a sorcerer, and sorcerers basically have a aspect to their magic or an aspect to their magic, where they can do anything with a with a given you know item. We know one that can turn people into bugs and can control bugs. And then we just fly have the have in whose power is mushrooms. I'm gonna let that sink in just for another another second. Mushrooms. He can turn people into mushrooms. He can grow mushrooms. He can attack with mushrooms. This could have been Sabuki Bisco. And if you don't know what that is, oh man, it's a it's a show I should probably do for this. Anyway, it's nuts. He's nuts, but I love him. He has such an intimidating design. All the sorcerers wear masks, and the reason isn't given as far as I recall, but I watched them all kind of like doing other things too, so maybe there's a reason why, and I just don't remember, and I don't want to look it up, but he's kind of entertaining, because he's not this horrible human being, he's, is he evil? Yeah, all sorcerers are in this show, is he unpleasant? No, actually, he's kind of enjoyable to watch and be around people. You know, he's people's boss or whatever, but he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, there's a one point where he, uh, he and a character called Shin, who I'm going over next, get in kind of a compromising situation with illusions. He's like, mm. <laughs> I flat thought he was about to say tough tough toenails good luck with that and he goes about to book it and he's in love with this little dog that can bring people back to life and that's not the main reason he keeps it i think he is actually in love with this dog and i'm not gonna say how he's involved in the plot because that's a big spoiler but he is definitely a high tier villain for me just because he's ridiculous and there's a lot of things that happen like a documentary of him or whatever to explain his backstory in like the second to last episode of the show and I, I should admit the anime right now this is a season one there is still plenty plenty to go I went to the bookstore there's like 24 volumes of this oh man there's stuff happening still and I'm kind of tempted to go pick them up <laughs> anyway what was I talking about oh yeah he has this whole documentary about him, and it's and he says like, "Oh man, his super fan or whatever." I forget his name, but he's this dude in a bird mask, and, and he feels and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made this all. I wrote, directed it, and it's you know, I I embellished a few details or whatever. But everything's great." And then N walks in after done like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I can't publish it because you know it's not my complete memoirs or whatever." But I was very happy to lend my voice, and I thought, "Oh no, that's real." That's why I love him. I love him so much. I, I, there's not a character in this show I dislike in any way. 
Risu a little bit, and we're not even gonna talk about him because his his entire thing is a spoiler to probably the best mystery in the first season. But I am having a blast. There's no character I dislike in any way. Even like the kind of dumbed down characters are really fun. Oh, I should probably talk about the other duo. Yeah, this show has a lot of duo stuff or whatever. It's very set up on the idea of, you know, partners. It reminds me of the world ends with you a lot, which is, if you like that game, stay tuned for this podcast. We're going to have some fun. Where, you know, you have a partner and you're kind of bonded for life. And, you know, uh, Taman and Nakita, Nakito... Nikito. Yeah. But. Yeah. Nikito and Cayman. What was I talking about? Yeah, Nikito and Cayman. I'm just talking about partners. Sorry, I kind of got scatterbrained going between tabs. My bad. Um. But they don't take it super far. We definitely see a lot of duos facing duos. Which is fun. You don't always see duos kind of like switching partners in a dance. And they don't do it in this show either. Which is kind of disappointing. But there is always that like, you know, like this character is meant to fight this character every time they meet. It's a fun dynamic, but sometimes you want to mix it up. But this show is not that long, so I'm kind of fun with it. Oh yeah, I should probably talk about the duos in general. We have Shin and his partner. We'll get to her in a second. We're going to start with Shin. Shin is definitely my favorite character just to watch new things. Oh my god, I'm again. Ugh. I'm back, I'm back, I'm sorry. It's probably not great things to listen to for a podcast. But Shin and Noe. Uh, Shin is a sorcerer. He has a heart mask, but it's reversed. And I'm excited to know the reason behind that. I'm pretty sure I know the reason, but it is like heavy spoilers, so I'm not going to give it out. Uh, and Noe, who is just kind of like... I've never seen the movie, but I've seen pictures. It looks like some Hellraiser. And they both have fun power. Shin's power is he can, like, slash things, but they're still together physically. Reminds me a lot of Law's Devil Fruit from One Piece, the Op-Op Fruit, and his, like, room thing where he can just tear out your heart and just kind of watch you with it. And he puts people in trash bags and he uses them for easy transport. And it's... And, like, one... came and finds one of his... We're back. Uh, I accidentally set off my music player, and uh, I'm not. I, I sh- really shouldn't have licensed music in here, so I muted stuff for a minute. Uh, b- back to it. Shin, he can cut stuff, kind of like laws, devil fruit. It's really cool. It, they don't use it too much because Shin is very much like I will fight with my hands, and when I say hands, he uses a hammer. And it leads to one of the more graphic scenes, but we'll get to some of the stuff in the anime like that later. And there's not going to be a spoiler section just because, ah, uh, this show's kind of short. 
on the short side at the moment, and it, mystery is its kind of main driving force. The action's great. The animation's gorgeous for being CGI. Anyway, uh, then we have Noe. Noe's power is she can heal basically anything, even if you're dead, but she can't bring the dead back to life. Yeah, I really enjoy, really enjoy her character too. But she's kind of like, you get the idea she's this bruiser kind of character, and then she takes her mask off, she has this long, flowing white hair, and she's like ten times bigger than any other woman in the show, like physically just like jacked. Could probably kill you with one hand and just crush your skull. But yeah, she's great just to like see her and Shin get along. Because they seem like this like in the nice in a nice way, an old married couple who have been around each other forever. And they're like making games out of it. And, like like okay. They're the cleaners of N, by the way. They they definitely have a huge body count. They're like, hey, let's see if we can kill more guys today. And they're like, oh, dang it, we tied. Oh, well. But it's fun seeing them interact because they're dead. I'm not sure if they love each other, but they definitely have a great partnership, which is what this show really does emphasize, a partnership. And sometimes, even love has to be based around a good partnership anyway. Because you can... You two can love each other, sure, but if you don't have a partnership, there's no point. Uh, and there's another duo. They're not as important, but they definitely is where the most comedy of the show comes from. Fujita and Ibisu. Fujita is a terrible sorcerer who is in the first minute of the show has his original partner killed by Kamen. It literally, like, hacks him into tiny little pieces. And he's where we find out Cayman's immune to magic, and that's why Cayman is so dangerous to everything, is you can't kill him with normal means. You literally have to get, like, guns or whatever and do it. But, yeah, Fujita is basically here for comedy. He, his existence sucks. He needs, he, he needs help. He very much needs help. Uh, but he has Ibisu as his partner. And, uh, she definitely has issues. Like, the first scene we see her and came and tries to put, put his head over her mouth. And we don't see what the dude says. And then uh, Fujita comes and tries to rescue her just because he's looking for her. As you know, someone who might know something that came in because she has reptile magic. And we see like him pull her as hard as he can. And she's still sucking Cayman's mouth. Her face is like hooked on his teeth or whatever. And then we hear a rip. And it is awful. That's the first point in this show where I went, oh god. No, I lied. The first time I said, oh god, in this show was when a dude had his finger broken but that's just me i'm real sensitive about finger being broken or whatever fingers being messed with finger nails fingernails and fingers being messed with that's what really gets me um anyway what was i talking about oh yeah so we pull back on the scene we're, we're in like a front view on cayman as he has fujita's face in his mouth 
but not not Fujita. Ebisu, he has Ebisu's face in his mouth, but not Ebisu. Ebisu is in is in the Sorcerer's World, and the next time we see her, her face is literally just bandages. But these two are really much the comedy show. She gets better because Noe's ability is to heal people. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. She just kind of breathes on you and you're back to, back to good. And yeah, those are kind of our main cast. All of you I'm going to talk about, you know, except for the doc and the professor. But it's kind of better if you just kind of come across them, if that makes any sense. And 13. 13's there. But, yeah, those are our characters. So I'm gonna go into some of the... Some of the things you need to know if you really wanna watch this show. Which I highly recommend. However, it is definitely not for everyone and definitely not for children. Let's get started, shall we? So, as CGI anime goes, sometimes I forget. Then I see Kamen and then I remember. But, like, a lot of characters look great. Kamen doesn't look bad, but very much like, yeah, the CGI. And that doesn't mean bad. Yeah, you know, it's hard to, like, critique something on the internet without sounding like a slam or whatever. Um, you have to know what I mean, right? Like, the rest of it looks like animation a lot of the time. It looks really, really good. And they should be really proud of what they've done. But... I don't know, Kamen himself and some of the sorcerers... Yeah, you definitely see it. But if that's really dissuading you... Pick up the manga instead. <laughs> but MAPPA really outdid themselves. And why we couldn't see this level on the Titans from Season 4 and the Scouts of Attack on Titan, I won't understand. But... You gotta pick and choose your battles. And Season 4 of Attack on Titan is looking great overall. It definitely has those hiccups in the very beginning. And I do definitely do not care as much for CGI, Air, and Titan. Am I even allowed to say Attack Titan these days? I feel like everyone knows if they're gonna watch it already. Now oh, we're 10 years in, people will figure it out eventually. But yeah, this series is also pretty violent. We see someone get cut into ribbons. We see someone get their face ripped off. We see fingers broken. We see people being turned into bugs. Like, not not just, you know, poof. You see, like, their bodies transform. This is all episode one. This show moves fast. And it prides itself on being able to move fast. But also prides itself on being ridiculous. We literally have a zombie outbreak thing. And be like, oh yeah, all the residual dust from the sorcerers rises people from the dead or whatever. And they turn it into a game where people 
when they're buried, they'll have tags in their heads to like, and you can win carnival prizes essentially. With one of the main aims of the episode was to earn kill enough zombies to earn a meat a meat grinder. It literally seems like Resident Evil bonus mode. But that's kind of the fun about how ridiculous this anime is. But the first little half are in the hole, which is fun or all. It's, you know, it's the name of a place. It's kind of the city or whatever. But it's kind of bland. You're definitely watching for the characters at that point. Even, but once you get out of the hole and you get the sorcery world and you see some stuff there, it, it definitely is a contrast. The sorcery world is as much more like grandiose, feels like much more rich versus this hole, which is just feels like slums. No matter where you go, everywhere you go. But Dora Doro is just nuts all the time, but it genuinely has really fun moments. The entire show, from start to finish, is just completely nuts. But that's the fun of it. You have this underlying mystery of who who is this who is this girl with the skull face? Who is Goodall? I'm getting your name again. I know it. You know I know it. Who is Goodall Fujita? No, Ibisu. Oh, Christina V did her voice. That's why she sounded familiar. But who is Ebisu? Because she loses her memory. What did, what did it say to her? Is she the one that did it? And then you find out later on, maybe? Maybe not? It's more than likely? No, it can't even... There's no way it could be. And, like, that's the fun part of it. Like, who murdered them? And then you find out other people that are connected to, to good old Cayman. And just the, the further you go, the more the more intricate things get, the more weaved everything is. And this world has kind of a hard magic system, but it plays off of being very soft, and that's that's a lot of the fun. Is trying to figure out all the, these rules for yourself, because the show does the show only does exposition like very close to the end, where you're hearing N's backstory. However, that was something I really wanted to see, and I don't know how someone like him would get it out. It just... The entire show is completely nuts. It's off the walls. It's ridiculous. I very much, very much recommend you you give it a watch. It is a fun romp through and through, and I don't know how many ways I can say it anymore. I wholeheartedly recommend it. If you cannot get past the CGI, like I said, just read the manga. However, if you can get past it, you have this broody, brutal, bloody anime that loves violence, loves being ridiculous. And the entire thing is chopped up to essentially... Let's go try and kill one dude, we don't know who he is. But once we figure it out, it'll be cool. Like, the entire thing seems like a, a Red Bull commercial gone wrong. But without any Red Bull nearby to help. I... 
I don't know why. I know why I didn't watch for so long. I wish I didn't. Because to me, this is this is what people imagine all anime is like. Completely ridiculous, off the walls, nuts. But that's not the case. A lot of it's down to earth. Kinda kinda cool. Not every anime has a bunch of screaming battle powers. Some do. But a lot of people just assume it's completely ridiculous all the time. And if you want to show someone anime, I would not recommend this one. But this one would kind of meet all their expectations for what they're going into. This and probably JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. I can highly recommend it. Of all the shows I've done this year and watched this year, this is the one I can wholeheartedly recommend the most beyond Jutsu Kaisen. Just because that one's pretty as can be. They're all. This is also done by MAPPA. MAPPA is just blowing themselves out of the park, and I need to do Doro. I need to do Dororo eventually, not Dora Doro. Dororo. He's. That's another hard one to watch, man. That one's. I could binge this show because it had some really lighthearted moments to it, but I could not. I cannot binge that show. Anyway, uh, I should probably end this here. I'm glad you guys came out. This has been a fun time, and I'm very happy to be back in the podcasting saddle. Pretty soon, I have a big project planned, and I hope you guys stick around for it. Bye. I hope you have a good rest of your day.